Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Vincent loses consciousness after touching the shield surrounding the library. Chase struggles to help Vincent as Beverly arrives and the two take Vincent to the medical bay. There they discover what Chase already feared, that there is a powerful energy inside of Vincent and it may have came from Lucia's blast. Vincent recovers and Chase and Vincent head to Gabriel's office where Vincent will hear the story of Gabriel and make the final decision whether or not to join the Angelics. And now, chapter 34, Tale of the Twin Gods. The elevator speeds upwards. Vincent stares ahead, wanting to ask more questions, but is not yet ready to speak. Chase looks at him wondering if everything that has happened will affect his decision. Beverly's words about a foreign life energy within Vincent also rings within her mind. The elevator comes to a stop. The doors open to a massive square room surrounded on all sides by glass. Chase and Vincent step from the elevator out onto the white marble floor and slowly walk towards a man in the distance facing the rear wall. The room is clear of furniture except for a small, U-shaped crystal desk that sits just behind the man. From the glass walls, Vincent can see a panoramic view of the campus. Vincent realizes they are high off the ground, even higher than the tallest building in his home city. As Vincent and Chase draw closer, Vincent can see the dark-skinned man is old, as old of a person he has ever seen. On the glass wall in front of him, Numerous screens made of pure energy display various pictures and information, none of which Vincent can understand. No, Kyle, Gabriel begins. We need you to move on to the next retrieval. I will have Lola scan the area, but we cannot afford to waste any more time. I need to go. Transferring communications to Anna. Gabriel out. Gabriel turns towards Chase and Vincent and nods. Gabriel scratches his salt and pepper here, then rests his hands on the back of his chair. Vincent can see numerous wrinkles on the old man's face. Dressed in a white, pinstriped suit, it is not the image Vincent expected. Are... are you God? Vincent asks, able to feel the large amount of life energy within Gabriel's body. No, Vincent. I am, was, human just like you. Now, I am an angelic, just like Chase. Chase scans the data on the screen behind Gabriel. Her eyes lock onto a report that Kim, a fellow angelic, was killed during a retrieval by an unknown but powerful demonic. Chase's eyes track back and lock onto Gabriel. Gabriel can see Chase's questions by the expression on her face, and with a stern look back, 
holds off those questions for a later time. Normally, we have much more time to explain ourselves. But these are not normal times, Gabriel starts. Your retrieval also was not normal. Gabriel pauses for a moment, making sure to make eye contact with Chase. I know you have questions, Vincent, but first, let me explain who we are. Gabriel leans over and begins typing. Vincent squints his eyes, unable to see a keyboard. The information on the screens behind Gabriel changes. Gabriel sits down at his desk and looks towards Vincent. During the retrieval process, we transfer information about ourselves as part of the stabilization process. The information is placed only in those we plan to ask to join us. This is done so that you have a better understanding of what I'm about to tell you. In your case, since you died so young, your willingness to comprehend and understand things is much easier. For others, because of their upbringing, beliefs, and expectations and experiences, it can be much harder. Gabriel pauses for a moment to feel the energy coming from Vincent. Vincent's emotions sit in conflict over the high energy levels Gabriel can sense within him and the age of the boy Vincent was. Gabriel knows Vincent's powers could be exactly what he has been looking for waiting for, but he also knows that that same power could turn against them. Our world was not the first world created with sentient life, Gabriel begins. From what I have learned, our existence was an experiment. There are two beings, for simplicity's sake, we will call them the twin gods. They wished to create a life form they could watch over, but disagreed on how to do so. At first, they created beings independently, but after many failings, decided to create one together. This also led to many trials and errors, as they decided various things, including at what stage to create sentient life, do they inform their creations of their existence, and how much control would they have over them? As time passed, one of the gods became angered and challenged the other one to create one last group of life forms under specific conditions. This, our solar system, was created, and this planet was chosen to hold the life energy of both of the gods. Over time, the life energy would grow within the planet and create life. It's a mixed bag of theories we have on how life began, Chase interjects. Some believe in a big bang, while others believe in intelligent design and so on. Yes, that is correct, Chase. What we call evolution was the life energy changing the once dead planet into a place that could sustain life. One of the conditions the gods agreed upon was non-interference, and another was free will. 
Do you understand this so far, Vincent? Chase asks. Yes, but why was free will so important? Gabriel analyzes the single question Vincent asked, one of his many abilities. Within Vincent's question, Gabriel realizes that Vincent does truly understand everything that he has been told so far. With Chase, it took over 20 hours just to convince her the story might even be true. Even today, Gabriel know Chase questions many of what she was told. Because one of the gods believed that any life form not under constant rule would turn towards evil and in the end destroy itself. Gabriel answers. That god believed the other was naive to believe anything different. That god also believed that it should take charge of any created life, but since the gods were even in power, that would not be able to happen, Chase says. Energy cannot be destroyed, Gabriel begins. The life energy the gods poured into earth would one day be returned to them. This would happen when all beings, humans, would die. So, we have the gods' life energy inside of us? Vincent asks. Yes, Gabriel answers. Earth itself has life energy, though it is non-sentient. But we can go into that and the differences of life energy later. When a human is born, within them is life energy, but it is dormant and cannot be seen or detected by human means. Not yet, at least, Chase says. Often Chase would enter Gabriel's office unannounced to gather intel, as Gabriel would later hear she called it. Chase learned to adjust her eyes to be able to read information off his screens all the way from the elevator. Chase told Gabriel it was to help her in targeting and firing her energy blasts, but Gabriel knew exactly what she was doing. Chase followed every command for the most part, but Gabriel always felt she did not trust him 100%, and he could not blame her. With the disappearance of the angels, the data left behind for Gabriel to find, and the appearance of demonics soon after the angelics were formed, would cause doubt in anyone. Gabriel did not sense distrust within Vincent. In fact, it was the opposite. Vincent's eyes, voice, and reactions showed a trust that normally would take years in others. Gabriel considered it was due to his time with Chase, but he also considered it could be more than just that. Either way, Gabriel understands having Vincent's trust is paramount. When that human eventually dies, its life energy passes on to a dimension none of us can enter. Gabriel says. We used to think it was heaven, Chase says. Now it looks like it might be more like purgatory. That has not yet been confirmed, Chase, Gabriel says. Either way, that is a topic for another time. What is important for you to understand, Vincent, is that when life energy passes on, it contains everything that the human being once was. 
Originally, I believed we were judged when we died, but I came to learn that we in fact judge ourselves. Those who are evil within judge themselves evil, even if while they were alive they did not believe that they were. When they pass on, their life after reflects their own judgment. What he means is, there is no heaven or hell, actually, Chase says. It is one big collective of life energy, and what we see and experience is based on how we judge ourselves. You may not know the term your own personal hell, but it means a place of your own creation, your own judgments, your own fears. It is there the gods would reclaim their life energy, Gabriel continues. But here is the catch. The life energy of those who self-judge themselves evil would go to the doubting god. That god believed that there would be more evil than good, and so more life energy would go to him, making him the more powerful one. The other god believed good would win out, and so he agreed to the terms. As Vincent listens to the story unfold, the questions he had built up inside of his mind fade like a forgotten dream. The more he hears, the more the feeling inside him is to help, to do anything to become the person Chase believes he may be. So, where are the gods now? Vincent asks. Good question, Chase answers. Considering all his representatives are gone, you'd think he'd show up. Chase saw her role as doing for others what they could not do for themselves. After her lengthy talk with Gabriel, she told him that the angels abandoned humanity and that she could not blame them. After her own experiences, she felt humanity was not worth saving. That was until her first retrieval. That was when everything changed and when she saw that other innocents, other people without powers, needed hers to fight off the evil surrounding them. Gone? Vincent asks. What do you mean by representatives, and why are they gone? I can answer the first question, but unfortunately not the second, Gabriel says. The gods live in a different dimension, outside of our universe. We have never seen them. My research showed that they created our universe specifically to keep each other out. The representatives were being sent to watch over us until all the life energy within Earth was used and it was time for the final tally to be taken. We called the representatives that stood for the doubting god demons because they stood on the side of evil and the other side we called angels. But those are just names. The records never actually gave them a name. So, something happened to them? Vincent asks. As the question left Vincent's mouth, he already knew the answer. It was a process he was beginning to get used to, as he learned more and more from Gabriel and Chase. Since his retrieval, Vincent has felt his knowledge growing. The explanation of him receiving knowledge from Chase made sense, 
And yet, deep inside, he felt there was more than just that. After awakening in the lab with Beverly, Vincent's knowledge grew once again. This time, the information came from the energy he interacted with at the library. As Gabriel spoke, it was as if Vincent could remember being told the story before. The knowledge scared him. Everything about what happened to him since Chase touched him has frightened him. They're gone, Gabriel begins. I was the only one left when I returned. So, you're an angel, Vincent asks. Gabriel looks at Chase who stares back at him, waiting for the next part of the story. No, Vincent, I'm not an angel, but I was the last person to ever see them. Next time, Chapter 35